From Yahoo Finance, this is Ballots and Dollars, a podcast about the politics that affect your pocketbook. I'm Rick Newman. And I'm Alexis Christophorus. And today we are talking about the wealth tax, not Elizabeth Warren's, but Bernie Sanders. That's right. He's got a wealth tax plan of his own. And believe it or not, or maybe you do, it's even wonkier than Warren's. Uh, I want to break it down for you for a moment. Sanders' plan wouldn't exactly liquidate America's billionaires as a class, but as he told the New York Times recently, it would confiscate a lot of the wealth they currently enjoy. His tax reaches more households than Warren's and takes a larger bite out of their assets. And Rick, is ultimately, is this a good thing for our country? Is this a good thing for the economy, this idea of a wealth tax that so many Americans seem to be behind? No idea. We've never had one. Uh, There have been some countries that have tried it and found it difficult to administer. Uh, And I think it depends on how you would set the tax, how well you'd be able to enforce it, and um, how the people under this tax would actually react. So you just used an important word with regard to the Bernie Sanders tax plan, the word confiscate. Um, So uh, the Bernie Sanders plan, um, which is new, um, sets the threshold for uh, taxing wealth lower than Elizabeth Warren's plan, and his tax rates are higher. And especially, I mean, I'll, I won't go through all of them. So Bernie Sanders, I think, has eight levels of taxation. Elizabeth Warren only has two. At $50 million worth of wealth, you would pay a 2% uh, wealth tax. Uh, that's everything above $50 million, everything below $50 million exempt. And then if you're lucky enough to be a billionaire, you pay a 3% tax on your wealth uh, above $1 billion, and that's an annual tax. Um, So the Bernie Sanders plan would start with a 1% tax at $32 million, so that's a lower threshold than Elizabeth Warren. Then he'd do 2% at $50 million, and then he goes all the way up to an 8% tax uh, if you have wealth over $10 billion, and there are only a handful of people who have that much wealth. Um, but the, that, that, um, the Bernie Sanders levels are sufficiently high that I think you would actually reduce the amount of wealth those people have uh, on an overall basis. Um, so if you th- a simple way to think about this is um, whatever the wealth tax is on, on your uh, net worth – you would need to earn a return on investment equal to that wealth tax just to just stay to even, even, just to right. stay even. Right. So if the if the I think the wealth tax uh, on billionaires just at one billion, I think it's four um, percent. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have um, you know if you if you're worth two billion dollars and you're paying a four percent wealth tax on that amount from one billion to two billion. Well, that money's inve- that's probably wealth that's invested in something. It's not. It's not sitting in a checking account, and you need to earn four percent, a four percent return on that money, and just to stay even at a four percent wealth tax. And you can earn four percent. Um, Eight percent is harder a to earn. Eight percent, eight percent, used uh, annual returns, and that's an annual return in good times and bad. Let's right. keep in mind. So you would need to earn that average, and av- that needs to be your average return, including recessions. Um, it sounds to me like Bernie Sanders wants to wipe out billionaires. He hates billionaires. Just wants to wipe yeah, he them just, out. He just hates but billionaires. But doesn't that fly in the face of our capitalist thinking? I, I, I mean, I think that's a great question. you are free in this country to build your own wealth and then spend it as you see fit. That is a question for voters. Um, voters are going to have to decide this. And I mean, uh, I think the argument on the other side here is um, we used to have considerably higher um taxes, mostly income taxes. We've never really had a wealth tax. We have uh, some people will say that the estate tax is a form of wealth tax. 
Um, but you only pay it once when you die, and there are many ways to get around it, and the threshold has gone up, and we don't really um, tax much anymore under the estate tax. Um, but uh, you know, we've had much higher income taxes in the past, and the United States at the moment is actually a relatively low tax country. I mean, compared to other advanced economies, our tax, our overall tax burden, people might find this hard yeah, to believe. It is very true, though. If you if you actually went around the world and looked at, at different yeah. tax rates, what do billionaires say about this? Because I know Bill Gates has gone on the record as saying that he wouldn't be adverse right. to a wealth tax. And you actually spoke to a, a new Democratic presidential candidate. Yes, they continue to grow this late in the game. Yeah. And, uh, and what did he have to say? Well, that's Tom Steyer. He is a uh, he used to run a hedge fund. Uh, he ran that for 25 or 26 years, and he retired. He made a lot of money. He was a good investor, obviously. He retired from that in 2012, and he's been a big backer of Democratic uh, candidates and causes. Uh, so he's a billionaire, and he favors a wealth tax. I interviewed him recently. I said, well, you would have to pay th this wealth tax that you uh, you support. So how would it affect you? And let's listen to what he had to say. We can't hear this? Oh, we're not playing it now. Oh, okay. Do you know what he said? Not really, but uh, he, I did so I'll, read I'll it. I read your – I read it. No, you can, just, you, you can just come right out of it and yeah. then we'll yeah. – So just he, pretend we're coming out of it? Yeah, just – yeah, and then you can. So he says it wouldn't affect him at all if he paid – now, he's talking about his own wealth tax. His tax, the Tom Steyer wealth tax, would be a 1% uh, tax on all wealth above – $32 million, and the reason he for that threshold is that is the cutoff point that puts you in the 0.01%. So he would um, put a 1% wealth tax on, I guess, what is that, the top 1,000th of, uh, of uh, people in the country. Uh, and then that, just leave it there. So right. there would only be one tax rate, and it would kick in at $32 million worth of wealth. Um, so he says it wouldn't affect him at all. And the reason that that's an important question is um, people opposed to this say, well, um, that is the, the, the wealth of people in this class, multimillionaires and billionaires, is, inv is generally invested somewhere. I mean, Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in, I think, the world, and most of his wealth is Amazon stock. So that his, his so wealth, his wealth is on paper, basically, right um, now. It's on, well, <laughs> he doesn't realize all of it. He it's could, I mean, somewhere in the bank. Right. I mean, it's not in cash. But, um, you know, wealthy people don't have their money. You can't have. Many it's usually hundreds of millions up. of dollars or billions of dollars in cash. You, it's invested in stuff, um, and it's often invested in financial markets. And investment generates economic activity. So the argument against a wealth tax, one of them, is that um, you'd be uh, taking money that is invested productively in something. And then just taking it out of the, those investments and doing something else with it. So uh, the big question here is doing what's the doing something else? Right. So now Elizabeth Warren has said she wants that to go to to her social programs, uh, child right. care for all, right? Um, right. For, forgive debt for colleges, mm -hmm. free college. What does Sanders say he wants to use this money for? Uh, he'd use some of it for uh, an affordable housing program. He'd use it for social programs. And he would also use it to pay for his Medicare for all plan. Um, you know, everybody wants to have a lot of new – a lot of Democrats want new plans. And in order to finance them, they have to have a lot of new taxes. So um, for it to work, I, I think a few things would have to happen. Um, first of all, you would have to set it at a level that 
just does not trigger massive resistance by the people being taxed. And you can, you know, you consider and say, but it's not fair, income inequality and so on. And you might be right about that. But the fact is, it's just a simple fact that wealthy people have political clout. So um, if you set this too high, you would you would just trigger a backlash among people who would say that's that's a ridiculous re- amount of redistribution. Um, I realize that I'm getting a good deal here, but this is this is too high. Um, if you set it at a level that some uh, rich people could support, uh, you would sort of limit the resistance. You'd, you'd sort of put a cap on the resistance and make it more politically viable. Um, which is why I think Elizabeth Warren and Tom Steyer are closer to reality. Um, I, I, and I think it just it does get to the point you raised earlier, which is if you just start to take rich people's money because you want to take their money, um, that's it. Uh, it doesn't incentivize you. I'll tell you to want to innovate, to want to start well, that's up companies here, against it. Yeah. to want to create jobs here. You know, a, a lot. I'm of not people... sure. I'm not sure I buy that argument either. By the way, mm. I mean, if you think about it, where else um, are you if you go? had a, if you had an idea for a great company, would you just throw it in the toilet because? You you didn't want to pay the tax if you become a billionaire. I don't know, maybe someday. you think about where you're going to build it. You could. Where are you going to live? Because yeah. if you look overseas, you said earlier that other countries have tried this. Some some countries do have their version of a wealth right. tax. And I did a little research. And for instance, Italy taxes financial assets at 0.2 percent and real estate at 0.76 percent only for Italian taxpayers who own assets and property abroad. So that's mm-hmm. a very specific group of yeah. people and much, much lower than the rates we're looking at here. So in essence, you know, Spain has one, Switzerland, Norway, Belgium. But these rates also affect a larger group of people. It's sort of upper middle class and uber wealthy mm-hmm. as opposed to the wealth tax here, which right. would be affecting the uber wealthy. Yeah, and it's a much lower tax. Um, so the 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 problem. The, the, so there used to be uh, more, many more countries that had a wealth tax, and many of them have given it up. Um, you know, one of the main problems is it's very difficult to enforce. Um, so with income, uh, I mean, we know what you know what your income is. You have to fill out a. I mean, you have to report your income to the government every year, um, uh, and. Um, that is something that we already know how to measure. Wealth is something we don't know how to measure. And when you start taxing wealth, it creates an incentive to move it around and hide it. So compliance becomes a big issue. So um, there, one of the counter arguments is instead of a wealth tax, instead of going to all that trouble, um, do it – try to raise the same amount of money from, from raising the capital gains tax. Um, which would probably be easier to enforce. Uh, this gets a little bit in the deeds, but there's one idea, which is um, taxing capital gains on what's known as a mark-to-market basis, which means that um, everybody who has investments, and you can set a threshold, you know, for so if your family income is below a thousand, hundred thousand dollars or something, you're not subject to this. Um, so wherever you set the threshold, if you um, if your investments gain value in a given year, you have to pay tax on that, um, whether you cash in or not. Mm. So um, so a lot of times- It's very different from what we have now. It's, well, you don't pay capital right. gains until you realize them now. Right. So if, you're, uh, if your house is going up in value, you don't pay a tax on that until you sell a house. Um, and if you, you know, some people live in their house for 30 or 40 years. So that's deferred um, income. And you could also set the tax higher. Um, that that, that is, a, is a little more complicated. Um, sure. It's a little harder for people to understand. So I think that might make it um, a little harder to sell politically. I'll tell you what people understand. Most people understand 
oh, yeah, tax those uber, uber rich people. They do. And let's give the money to the people where it's really going to count. And and that's what's resonating for Elizabeth Warren and for Bernie Sanders, who, by the way, aren't they both higher now in the latest Quinnipiac poll? Isn't Warren now number one? Warren is higher. Bernie is drifting back. Okay. Uh, The real change, and this is an important change, um, the real change in the way the Democratic um, uh, election has been going is Elizabeth Warren has been surging and she's now tied with Joe Biden at the head of, ahead of the pack. And in some cases, she's ahead of him. Uh, Bernie Sanders has been drifting back. And what's, I think what that indicates is that uh, on the progressive end of the Democratic Party, um, Elizabeth Warren is taking market share from Bernie Sanders. Um, she and it's not hard to understand why. I mean, she's running a, a very interesting campaign, fresh ideas, a lot of energy, well organized. Uh, Bernie Sanders' campaign seems to be in a little bit of disarray. There have been staff shakeups, and he's Bernie Sanders just sounds angry. Uh, Elizabeth Warren does not sound angry. There are similarities between these two. Yeah, their, the policy, most their policies are, are, are quite are quite similar. Tax. Yeah, yeah, their policies are very similar. Um, Is it the messaging that's different? I think it's the candidate. Uh, that's different. Um, Elizabeth Warren is she just sounds more optimistic. Uh, I think it's significant that she's a woman. Um, Bernie Sanders is still the cranky uncle, um, and he's perhaps even crankier than he was last time around. I frankly um, find Bernie Sanders' uh, campaign. I think he's just kind of cynical because he is trying to get vo- voters behind policies that have no chance of working, and he um, he never tells people how difficult and complicated some of these things would be. Um, you know, the amount of money it would require, the the, comp- the drastic change in taxation we'd have to have for to have Medicare for all, to have free college for all, uh, and, you know, total debt relief for everybody. Elizabeth Warren is a little more honest about the costs associated with those things, and her programs, uh, in some cases, don't go quite as far because um, she doesn't want to promise the moon. She just want to, wants to promise an asteroid or two. Um, <laughs> you know what I'd want to see, So she's though? a little more realistic. They but have to be held accountable, right? So I'd want to see guar- what it costs, guarantees mean, yeah. put in place. I mean, if, if it were to even get to the point where it was approved and, and put into place, when they get all this money they're going to get from the, from the wealthy, <laughs> what are they going to do with it? And if it's going to be earmarked— I'm so glad I'm not wealthy. <laughs> If it's going to be, I, see, I then can these hide. are the times when you're like, and I'm glad I'm not really wealthy. Um, but what are they going to do with it? What's it going to be earmarked for? And hold them to it. Uh, you know, which we just don't have that a kind of that kind of accountability in Congress right now. Uh, we don't. And honestly, it would actually be great to have a candidate who um, who offered that kind of accountability. Uh, you know, here's a checklist of what I proposed. Right. Here's a checklist of how I said I was going to pay for each and everything. Um, and, um, yeah, we will track whether we do this. I mean, you know, r- programs take actually take years to determine whether they're effective. Um, but, yeah, we're going to track the effectiveness of everything we do. I think well, that would actually can, be a good campaign You can track where pitch. the money is funneling through. And you can. And you can at least say, okay, the money is going towards child care. The money is going towards right. Medicare for all, if that but, were the but, case. But let me draw it back to what I think is an important trend that's developing. Um, you know, polls pretty clearly show that, a significant majority of Americans are fine with raising taxes on the wealthy. Um, You know, the Trump administration and Republicans did the opposite. They lowered taxes on the wealthy with those 2017 tax cuts. Uh, So as a starting point, I think if if a Democrat were to win the White House and have some legislative, um, you know, room to maneuver, I think we would see uh, some of those 27 tax cuts go away. 
uh, the, the, some of the business tax business taxes would probably go back up, and they'd probably rescind the um, tax cuts at the high, like let's say at the top one or two, even three brackets. Um, the, the, now that there's a problem with that, and it's really interesting when you start to talk talk about super wealthy people, they don't work. Um, so they don't have any. They don't have any labor income, or they have very little labor income, um, and the tax rate on capital gains is way lower than it would be on labor at the top income income bracket, and that is one of the reasons uh, Elizabeth Warren is moving to a wealth tax. That's one of the reasons she says we need a wealth tax rather than just raising the income tax, because you could easily. Um, have, they could dodge that, you're saying, you because have, they're not working. You can have $20 million in investment income and no – you could have no in, uh, income from labor, literally, zero. I mean, think about trust funders. So this is her way of, of closing what she sees as a loophole there. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, I mean, you know, I think there are a few ideas behind this. One of this is to put a little, uh, put a little bit of a break on hereditary wealth – um, people who just – you know, we, we do we do have an, an aristocracy in America. I mean we have a sort of permanent wealthy class. I mean we always have but I think it's bigger than it used to be. Um, I, don't th- I don't think that's the greatest thing um, because you have people inheriting wealth who never have to innovate, uh, you know, in order to earn it. Um, they don't really have to be productive, economically productive. But they productive. could, of course, crumble whatever business they were handed or whatever industry they well, were they do. given, right? And so they can <laughs> fail or they can they I mean, can so, sink or sometimes swim, basically. It's, sometimes people inherit a business, but sometimes they just inherit wealth. Um, and I don't think we should take it away. I think you should – if you earn the wealth, you should have a, a large say in what happens to it. Um, but there, at a broader sense – um, I think what Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Tom Steyer are, are doing is by talking about a wealth tax, they're putting a new idea out there. And I think they are going to find a lot of people say, that sounds like a pretty good idea to me. I think we are going in the direction of a wealth tax. Um, I, uh, I Probably think, won't look like I think the one we, we're looking at now, but some form of it, you're saying. It could. Um, Tom Steyer's tax, makes, uh, tax idea actually makes the most sense to me because it's the simplest um, it has a fairly low threshold. I think you'd still raise a lot of money even if the wealth tax were just 1 percent. Sure. Um, Elizabeth Warren says hers will raise $275 billion a year. So I don't – that's a lot of money. Yes. So I don't I don't know – and Bernie Sanders, by the way, says his would raise more than $400 billion a year. That's even more – that is a lot of money to play around with. Um, I don't know that Tom Steyer has a number for his, but if Elizabeth Warren's would raise 275 with mostly at a 2 percent threshold, um, Tom Steyer's at a 1 percent threshold would raise over $100 billion probably. Um, I mean, uh, you know, there are people on Capitol Hill who would be who would love to have a hundred billion for name your program, infrastructure, be accountable, be accountable. accountable. Yeah, I agree. All right. We're going to leave it there. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this podcast of Ballads and Dollars. Uh, Be sure to check us out next week. We'll have a fresh one for you. And in the meantime, be sure to follow me at Alexis TV News and me at Rick J. Newman.